Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance, Authors at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today we have a very exciting author interview with Shanora Williams. She is a indie author and traditionally published author, and she writes in two completely different genres. So she writes thrillers and she writes romance novels. And her romance novels, you guys, are a little age gappy. They're a little smutty. They're a little dark. Uh, we read Wanting Mr. Kane on the podcast earlier this year, and I was super excited to talk to her about like, what the appeal of age gap romance is, only to discover that you guys, she's in a real life friends to lovers happily ever after with her high school sweetheart. I cannot make this stuff up. If you guys love our podcast and you want some extra content and extra little tidbits from these author interviews and post-show chat, make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance, where you can find all sorts of goodness and help support the podcast. Make sure you type in patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance because we are explicitly awesome. Or just hit the link in the bio of whatever app you happen to be finding us on or listening to us on. Without further ado, let's get it popping with Shanora Williams. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you say Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. I'm just gonna like start out with this, even though it's like a little bit of a weird way to get into your story. <laughs> is I love on your Instagram and just like your website and stuff that you sell and like you're not only an author, but you're also like an entrepreneur and have these businesses. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. Um, how did you start writing? How did you start, you know, creating your businesses? Oh, um, I started writing like, well, I've, I've been writing for like since like high school, like writing, writing, but. Um, I started publishing when I was about 18. Um, and I remember going to the library and there was this author there and she was self-published. And so she gave me this whole spiel about like, yeah, get into this industry, like put your book out there that way. And I was like, okay. So she was like, connect with her on Facebook. So I did. And, um, it turned out there was like this whole like collection of authors who were like trying to self-publish books or were self-publishing. So they like now we're the indie authors, you know, but we didn't have a name back then. So yeah, that was about like ten years ago. <laughs> Maybe I ten how, to twelve years ago. I love how like one conversation with somebody like yeah. ten years ago changed the trajectory of like right. where you could be. That's like I love that. I get goosebumps because like yeah. that's I think it's like, mind blowing. Yeah. It's mind blowing. And when people share information, like Sometimes I get annoyed when I go on Instagram and everybody's selling their masterclass for like $3,000, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, somebody gave you this information for free when right. like, you know, uh, yeah. but, but definitely I, uh, uh, I think that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's why I'm like, somebody asked me like, would you do a masterclass? I was like, probably not. Cause I just wouldn't feel right profiting off of things that are just really easy to explain. It's just a matter of just doing the work, I guess. And the time, the patience, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like master classes are less about like the, the tips and more about the mindset of like that too. Okay. I'm going to show you how to do it, but you got to just go do it every day. Yeah. I also think like the coolest thing about indie publishing is that, you know, let's say 30 years ago, you would have probably been submitting and querying for like maybe, maybe one year, maybe you would have been the person who does it really fast, but also like it could have been a couple of years, five years, 10 years. And I think it's awesome because, you know, now you've like been publishing for 10 years and you have so many books and a following. Um, I want you to tell people a little bit about like the other small businesses that you run. 
what do I have? It's just the candles, right? <laughs> Is it my candle thingy? Like the homebody? Thingy? Yeah, you have like yeah. candles. You do like signed book merch. You oh, do yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like you do oh, okay. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I kind of lump in. Like I, I separate them by two things. So the homebody um, thing is just like separate. And that's just something me and my sister do. Like we make candles, we do them, we make like concrete um, vessels and we just pour, you know, the candle wax into them and just create candles or we use jars. Um, but we do make the candle vessels from scratch for the cement vessels. Like there's colored ones and just a oh, whole bunch of Oh, these are cool. They're so cool. cool. They're so pretty. First of all, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to buy these. Oh these are so. Yes. These are so. I'm. I'm all. I'm like for the last two years. I've been trying to not buy. Like when I buy gift, gifts for people or when I whatever. Like to find just small businesses to actually buy from and to like buy things that I think are cool. And I've been obsessively watching candle making on Instagram. Anybody, anybody showing their process of candle making? I've been watching it, um, but like. Uh, I love when the whatever I order, like the candle, whether it's candle, soaps, whatever. Mm-hmm. I like when it looks like a work of art on my shelf. Yes. Right. Yes. Not yes. just like what it is. Yeah, I want just, it to yeah. look like something. And this is cool. It's simple and it's cool. I'm going to buy <laughs> these. These are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I had, like, we have to make some more vessels, but yeah, they're kind of like in that, you know, summertime, people don't really like tend to flock towards candles, I guess, online wise. Mm-hmm. I think in the fall it should pick up more like once we get our like pumpkin size and you know like it just people are like oh yeah I want that or a coffee stand or cafe stand you know something warm and fuzzy but until then we're kind of like just chilling and stuff but as far as the book stuff yeah I do have a bookshop so I kind of like keep it separate by like the homebody stuff and then I'll say my Shinora stuff that's what I say to like my family or my sister like so I gotta work on some Shinora stuff today or I gotta work on some homebody stuff today you know so yeah but my Shinora stuff is all kind of like merged other than the writing part, um, it's just a bookshop um, of signed books. So I order books and then I'll sell them or I'll do alternate covers, um, discrete covers, whatever people want to call them and sell those signed. Um, I have stickers. I mean, I have a bunch of stuff like little swag packs. Um, I did have mugs. I don't have any right now, I don't think. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> that's, that's I just so like cool. it because... Uh, I just think it's, first of all, it looks like you have a lot of fun on like your Instagram and and, like promoting the books and like with all the stuff, which I always enjoy because I'm like, I support authors who like what they're doing and like are having fun. And also I think, you know, it just shows like your creativity is in so many different directions because as Shawnee will tell you, I could not design a sticker that looks nice. I could design one. Would someone purchase it? That's a questionable, (laughs) that's a questionable thing. Um, And I just think it's awesome. Um, I also really like you, I think might be our first author who writes in two separate genres. So romance and suspense. Yeah, because most of the, a lot of the authors that we've talked to, I, I, I fall into seem to fall into two categories. One is that okay, I'm contemporary and I only write contemporary, or I'm historical okay. and I only write historical. Or we've had a couple authors who are like, oh, I have this paranormal series, I have this alien series, I have this contemporary yeah. series, and then they kind of like rotate to keep their mind sort of like engaged. Right. Um, but I think you you are, Shawnee, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you're our first author who writes completely out of romance as their secondary genre. Does that feel uh, right to you, Sean? I, I feel like there might have been one other person, but honestly, I'm not 100% sure. 
but I, I find it I find it fascinating. So wait, where? So you have two separate genres, but the but do they cross? Are they? Do you do a lot of crossing of those genres too? I do tend to do a little bit of like merging. Um, like so, my last book they it was an Amazon editor's pick. It was a thriller, technically. It's supposed to be a thriller or suspense or whatever, but they started marketing it as a romantic suspense and it started getting more traction that way. Um, I guess because there were a lot of ro- heavy romantic parts that usually wouldn't be in a thriller. But here I am thinking like, oh, well, it's not that heavy on the romance. Like I just <laughs> added a little here and there, but I mean, I'm a romance writer, so I guess what's heavy to me is not I don't know. So yeah, I'm just like, like I just sprinkled it, it and they're like, yeah, yeah this yeah. looks so romantic. Yeah, this is so romantic, so nice. I'm like, really? Okay, well, all right. So yeah, they started marketing it as a romantic success. Like it's still a thriller, I think, um, in my opinion, but I guess it's a thriller with some sensuality. That's what they're saying. It's some sensual <laughs> stuff in there. So it kind of crosses, mm. but um, my first book, The Perfect Ruin, was more... I would say that one was more thriller. There wasn't really too much romance in that one. And I think that's why people liked my second one that just released The Wife Before more than The Perfect Ruin because it had a little bit more romance. So my usual readers were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I can get with this. And so, yeah, I think that was kind of what they were leaning toward. <laughs> also, I absolutely love that title, The Wife Before, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what happened to that right. other wife? Where'd she go? <laughs> Right. It's like, I have to find out what, what is going on here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, when you're writing, do you like to like alternate? Like, oh, okay, I wrote a romance. I want to alternate. Or is it just as the story comes? Ooh, uh, I don't know. Cause I did have like a thriller kick for a good, like two or three years. And this was like, I think the year before COVID and like, all the way into like maybe 2021. So now I'm kind of more in like a romance mindset. Like I'm like, I just want to write some love and spice, but I feel like I've been like, what is it? The word, like when you're um, in a drought. So it's like all the pent up sexual things that I've been wanting to write is all going into this one romance I'm going to write. (laughs) That sounds like our kind of romance. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a huge kapow, pow, pow, yeah. I always feel good when a romance novel author is like, it's going to be a huge kapow. I'm like, okay, well, do you think it's going to be a good right. one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So when you're thinking about your books, so all authors, you have a story you're writing book, but do you ever think about like, as you're writing, what if this gets made into like, a movie or uh, a, a you know like somebody do you at all think about that as you're writing I'm just curious because sometimes no, when like, I'm writing I'm like like when I write music I'm like oh I could see this in a scene yeah. like or something like that like oh I mean that is a good question because I do write sort of like a film is playing in my head almost like if I, I write what I, I would imagine or see in like a movie so even down to like the descriptions, I'm like, how would he like grab that? Like what face would he make? And you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I do, I do think in a, a movie mindset, but um, when they're like, when the book is finalized and everything, I'm kind of like over it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's done. So what's next? What other story can I create? Um, but yeah, I think it would be nice to see 
a book as a movie. I think The Wife Before would make a pretty decent movie, like as far as the suspense and the like, the, you know, spooky gothic, I guess they're calling it that factor. And there's a mansion and who doesn't like being in a big old mansion in a movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Mansions, so mansions are good for scary. Yes. Like, for scariness. I, I, you know, like with, with my friends, we always talked about when we were younger, like getting rich, making it gay. Mm. And everybody would be like, yeah, and I'm going to have this mansion. And I was like, <laughs> if, I have, if I have, I don't want a mansion. I want a, like a two room cottage because I don't want to have to check every goddamn yeah. room. <laughs> Every time I come in my house, yes, yes, like yes. picking indoors, like boom, someone in here. <laughs> like no, no, thank you. No, seriously, like y'all never heard those stories about people who like, especially rich people who travel a lot. They camp out in like their spare rooms, like, and you will never know that they're there. Like they'll come and go when the people come and go, and they're just living in your house. And you don't even know it. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a no for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the type. I, of, I'm not checking every room, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I was watching a it was like a similar to like a Cribs MTV Cribs thing but it mm-hmm. wasn't actually Cribs and 50 Cent was talking about how when he first started out the expectation as like a famous artist rapper is that you get a giant mansion when you start making all this money and you bring all these people with you and he's like but what I didn't realize is that when you have a house that big you're the only part of the house that's actually yours is your bedroom the bathroom attached and like the sitting. So like your suite, mm-hmm. which is like the size of a normal apartment or whatever, or a normal house. That's the only part of the house that's actually yours. Cause the rest of the house, there's people in it all the time. Your manager's there, your publicists are there. You're like the people who are shopping for you are there bringing food or they're bringing new clothes for the award shows. Your mm-hmm. hangers on and friends are there at the pool and just like mooching off, <laughs> mooching off of you. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Kind of speaks to what you're saying. It's like, he didn't really go in the other parts of the house. That was for everyone else. Like the only part of the house that was his was like in this giant mansion, he paid millions of dollars for was this like essentially like a two bedroom apartment size. I'm like, you could have just bought a small house. Like, and an office, a separate office. Yeah. Isn't that sad though? Um, Yeah. I would feel sad if I spent all that money and I didn't get to use it. Okay. I want to quickly go back because you said something earlier and you're like, I wrote all these books. So you wrote 30 books in eight years. Let's talk about that. That's, wow. that's a lot of books. Let's talk about that. Well, it's like 10 years now, I think. No, I don't know. I just, I, when I, this was before I had kids. Most of them came before I had children. I will say that. So now that I have kids, I'm writing way slower and way less. Um, so yeah but um i'm lucky to get even like a book a year done at this point how old are your kids um my oldest is seven my middle child is five and my youngest is about to be two in october yeah yeah i have a full four and a half and two and a half so we're in it we're deep in it yeah in in three years (laughs) in three years they're all going to be in school and you're going to um, be, you know what I mean? It's going to be a different story. Yes. Right See, that's the beauty. Like my kids are going to be, like my, my youngest is in daycare right now. So that's good. And he'll be in daycare for however long he needs to be. And then my other yeah. two will be in school this fall. So yeah. I'll yeah. have hours alone, fortunately. 
coming up this fall. Yes. I'm like counting down the days to fall, like school starts. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone like everyone's like, oh, school starts. It's like mm-hmm. I'm like, great. Yes. Because that is 15 hours of a long yes. time I get a week because they're in preschool, so they don't go all yeah. day. So I'm like, okay, that's yeah. 15 hours. A week. I, you know how much I could do in 15 hours? I could do a lot a of lot. things. 15 a hours. <laughs> that's a lot of time. Yes. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, totally. like, I feel like uh, somebody told me this and I, I asked them, like, what was the difference between like when you before you had kids and af- like after? Mm-hmm. What was something you didn't expect? And she said to me, before I had kids, I didn't know that I had so much time. Like yeah. I, was just, she, I was just laying on the couch for hours doing nothing, playing Farmville. <laughs> like I was, she's like, I felt like I didn't have time then. I had so much time. <laughs> That's true. Like I'm, I'm literally thinking, like when I got my first apartment, I used to just sit there and just watch TV. I can't even yeah. do that anymore. Like I can't just sit and watch TV. Like I'm like I could be doing my using my time wisely doing something else. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> I think there's something that you get, right? And you don't get this if you don't have kids. And I don't care what anybody says. Because I nannied for a long time and I do live for a long time. So I got to see a lot of first time like parents. There's Mm. something that I I just coined for myself called mommy grit, right? Which is this buck up that happens when you have kids. This whole like this whole new sense of you that you never thought you could do. And the only way I can I can describe it is just mommy grit. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Now I'm going to start calling it that. Mama y'all Bridget. just, y'all find any bit yeah. of time to yeah. get shit done. Yo, yes, you have to. Y'all sucking boogers out of, out of your own kids' noses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sucking boogers out while you're trying to flip a pancake. Like, it's, when, it's a lot. Yeah. When, you, when, we were, when we was 20, you know, we out here twer- twerking in Meg Stallion, we were not thinking about sucking no boogers out <laughs> No, no, we were not. We were living our lives. Um, I want to go quickly about like how you're because you started writing and publishing so young. Like, what did your family think about the fact that you weren't writing and publishing like nonfiction? You're writing and publishing racy. Some of your books are like real taboo, you know, got age gaps. You've got a lot of things going on in your books. What did your family think? Um, I don't know. For a long time, I hid what I wrote. Like, like I mean, they knew I was writing romance, but they didn't realize how spicy or like it, it was racy, you know. So they yeah. were kind of like, "Yeah, oh, okay, she's just writing these sweet no novels and well, like kids <laughs> falling in love." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, it's definitely that." But eventually, I think once I started to make money and they saw I like I got my first apartment with my book royalties, my first car. Um, a lot of firsts happened because of my books. So I think once they realized that, they were kind of like, and they noticed my books were racy. They were like, well, you know, my grandmother says, so she's like, I don't approve of this, but if it's making you money and it's helping you take care of yourself, then I'm okay with it, you know? So she will not read them to this day. She will not. She won't even crack open the page. Like, she's like, no, but sign a copy for me just so I can have it on my shelf, but I'm not going to read it. Of course, so, of course. You know, um, I respect that because you know what her friends come over. She's going to be like, you know, my yeah, she is an author. She's an author. <laughs> Look at this book. She's an author. <laughs> she does brag. She instantly, she will brag. Like she goes to church too. So she goes to church every Sunday, every Thursday. So she'll like bring the books with her. Like, yeah, she just released this book right here. You should go get it. I'm like, yeah, but not at church though, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That and she's like look at this nice eight pack on the front cover this is a nice cover right. 
Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Did you meet your husband? Like, you must have already been a published author by the time you met. No, I actually met my husband before. I met him, we met in high school. So I was a senior, <gasps> he was a junior, yeah. So he was, yeah, we're high school, I guess technically high school sweethearts. I only had like one year left, you know, so... He had two. <laughs> I make fun of him because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was finished way before you. But um, yeah, he was, I guess, technically high school sweethearts. And we have all three of our kids together and got our first house and everything. Yeah. So he's um, I actually was inspired to write romance because I met him, because before him, I was like, I'm cutting boys off. I hate boys. I'm just done with boys. I hate boys. Like I was just like, I'm going to focus on myself and I'm going to boss up and be a queen and whatever. So I started focusing on writing and stuff and then he came along and I was like, really? Like, it's always when you're not looking and when you don't want to look anymore or don't want to be with anybody anymore that someone just pops up and is like, hey. I, I love that. I love that too. I always wanted to have like a childhood high school sweetheart. Oh, like yeah. I wanted, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> growing up reading, I read so much. I started reading romance so early yes. and, and I was like, well, where is my, where is my other half of my heart <laughs> I love, people would move in down the block and i'd be all oh, who's moving in? <laughs> do you have a young son who <laughs> yeah. is within a two-year age gap to me oh my god yeah so no funny. see i can't i can't do age gaps in real life i honestly don't even know what got me into writing age gaps honestly i don't oh no i do okay there was this guy when I lived with, I lived with my mom. I was still living with my mom. There was this older guy. He was hot, like hot, hot. Um, and I used to think like, what would he do if I came on to him? Like, would he come on to me? You know, like just having these thoughts. And I'm like, yeah. you know, like I, this was before my boyfriend too, before my husband was my boyfriend and everything. So yeah. And I'm just having these thoughts like this guy, like he used to like invite, cause he was friends with my, my older brother. So he used to like invite us to his house. He would have cookouts, barbecues, whatever. Um, and I'm just like, this man is like, and then it, sometimes it seems like he would be flirting with me because he'd be like, would you like a drink? Would you? And I'm like, you know, he's probably just being nice, but sir, like you can't be too nice to me. I wear my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And your cheeks are because you're like trying not to smile. Yeah. <laughs> I can never tell if someone is flirting with me unless yeah, they yeah. are so overly aggressive that I don't want them to be flirting yes. with me. Like yes. that's, there's no, in, there's no in between. Yeah. Subtle doesn't work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to be friends? That's cool. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Like, that guy, I think he was just, he was very charming. Like some people, some men are just really charming or gentlemen, like their mothers raised them to be that way. And his, I think his mom did raise him to be like that kind of person. So he just came across as like, instantly flirting with you just by talking to you but I don't think it was ever that way but I'm always like what if though you know like he's older and yeah yeah so, <laughs> I like I, I would I confess this to Bridget last like week on the podcast because when I was like 15 16 17 in my own mind so up until the point I was 14 I was convinced I was asexual I was like I don't like anybody I don't like girls I don't like boys I don't like like I would read romance and I like them but like yeah. I didn't have physical attractions to anybody and I thought like I was broken okay Ooh. and then like I hit like 15 and 
I'm, I, I felt like every hormone just went like rage beast. And I had these teacher, I had this, I had this teacher that I, I would sit in class and just make up scenarios. I would just stare at him and be like, what we go to, how to go be. <laughs> yeah, this, my walk-in, this walk-in closet with these like shelves and chair things in there. And I would, I would just, I would run the whole scenarios. I, I didn't pay no attention in that class. I was gone. See, this is why I think people love to read and write romance because it's like, what if that did happen? Like, you're just making up all these ideas and it's like, it'll never happen in real life sometimes. I mean, maybe it will if you're, I don't know. It, nothing like that has ever happened to me. Yeah. But. but sometimes I don't want it. Like, in real life, yeah. I would hate that. Like, age gaps yeah. in real life, I don't like it. I'm like, she's a oh, child. I know. She's a I'm child. But in a book, yeah. I'm like, no. People keep asking me, are you coming out with another age gap? And I'm like, at the point where I'm kind of like, at this point, they kind of make me uncomfortable to write. So, I mean, the fact that I, I hear, 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 hear me funny. out, hear me out. I'm gonna pitch you an idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the age gap, I think it's very uncomfortable when they're like 18. Yeah. But you could still have an age gap and she's like 27. 27. She's got her own job. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, whatever, yeah. doing her thing. And he's 45. You know okay. what I mean? So she, like, yeah. I think that would be okay because she's okay. a grown woman. I yeah. honestly, I, I feel like you picked versus the perfect. like when they're eighteen. Sometimes you're like, well, she was Any, she was technically a yeah. child yesterday before her birthday. Yes, <laughs> so gotten it pretty fucking close. I think you nailed the age that I'm okay with the age gap, which is twenty seven. Anything under that to me feels 20, like twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty seven feels right. Yeah, 25 for me is still too young. Like, that's like, the, I, you can just rent a car now. Like, I don't know. 27, I feel like <laughs> yeah. people, people have are into their, they're starting into their careers. They're doing yeah, this. Yeah. It just feels like they're more established and have yeah. had time to build a confidence as an adult. Anything younger than 27 to me always feels icky when there's like a 15, a 10, well, 15 see, year When gap. I was doing the age gaps, I think this was bef- like, well, one of my series was... I think I had just had my first son. So I don't know. The more I had, like I had, like the more kids I had, like I'm just popping them out. Yeah. The more kids I had, the more <laughs> I was like, I don't think I would like, if I had daughters, I just, I wouldn't want them to read these books. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I mean, people love them. I don't know. People like my age guys, but I'm just like, I don't think I'll write anymore. Like I'll be 30 next year. I'm like, I don't think I'll be like the older I get, the less interested I am in writing them. So yeah. yeah, I think the me and Shadi have said this before, but the like books are so good for exploring the taboo, like things you would yeah. never allow in real life yeah. do in real life, like the way some MCs act yeah. around each other. I'm like in real life, I'd be like red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. But in this book, I'm like, oh, you murdered yeah. that person for me. I'm not not into it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you're covered in blood, and we're about to have sex. I'm not saying oh, yeah. no necessarily. No, <laughs> no. I would be like, like, you should be like, you should go to jail, you criminal. But in a book, I'm like, well, he had a reason. Okay, <laughs> there was what happened. Was, <laughs> what happened was <laughs> justify it all. Just justify yes. it. What? What? Uh, um, how much role? Because you have audio books, which. Thank you. Because uh, <laughs> I exclusively, <clears throat> I exclusively uh, listen to audio, right? Uh, I've like lost the ability to track what I'm reading, uh, which 
Uh, fun fact, I just figured out what it is and that there is a, a possible solution for it. it may, I need prisms, something called prisms in my glasses um, to be able to track the lines as I'm reading. But um, I love that you have it on audio. How much input do you have in like the narration, the narrators and all that in, in your um, audiobooks? Uh, so some of my audiobooks are like produced through someone like I some of them are just signed deals that I do and when I do a sign a deal for an audiobook I don't have any control over those so it's like you sign the rights for them to get the narrator and publish it and all that stuff um but there are two that I did it was my fiance's brother um and then there was the war duet I did those two and I worked with someone to do those um but I did have a lot of input in those so I got to choose like the narrators and the male narrators um it was something else that I did too a lot of stuff a lot of stuff happened um I did a lot of the uploading of the files too and stuff like that but when I send the rights over I don't have to do any of that so but it's also expensive (laughs) to do it like my like through me I'm like it's a lot of money but it's worth it I mean but it's a lot of money and you didn't do do it through like ACX yeah I did I did um ACX yeah we upload through ACX for the ones that I did yeah yeah so then when you and you don't have to, I mean, if you're comfortable answering this, but yeah. do you do like the royalty share or do you do like straight paying out someone to produce it? Or um, is there now a hybrid? I haven't been on there in a minute. I haven't been on in a minute either. The last time I did that was about not last year, but the year before. Um, but I didn't do royalty, share. I just did the upfront payment. Um, there, I worked with Lacey Laurel for for the war duet and she took care of like everything like she has a like production company for audio so like she sets it up to where she'll find a male narrator for you and test out a few people you can hear who she knows and then um you just send her i guess the, the payment once you just like set up on the contract and everything and she just kind of she can upload from her end as well i believe or she can send you the files and you upload from your end so i mean it's a lot of ways i think to work around the acx too which one do you prefer to do like in the future or are you still going to kind of try to do both? I think I would rather just, um, just sign over the rights. I mean, sometimes the voices they pick are terrible. I mean, most times they are terrible, but I don't know. I think I would most like, I would sign over the rights for most of my audio. Um, but I know when you do sign rights, you can have the option to choose narrators. It depends on the contract, but just to have less work to do, I think I would just sign over (laughs) right now. Like, yeah. Yeah, if I didn't have children, like before kids, I'd be like, oh, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, yeah, all the time in the world. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, when when you're like thinking up your next books and your next series, are you like someone who likes to like plot everything out? Like in your thrillers, do you kind of know exactly what's going to go on, or are you like, oh, I have this great idea, and then you start run run with it? uh yeah I'm like I'm I just run with the ideas I don't I do like very loose outlines um like so I'll like jot a few notes down and like character names and like what I want to name the city or wherever they're from and because I always use like a fictional made-up town so because I've had one (laughs) one circumstance where someone was like this is not how this state is you know like and I'm like it's fiction like so ever since then I just make up places that remind me of somewhere I've been but it's not that place so they can't complain so yeah Um, this is is Miss Chicago right (laughs) I'm like I was just saying you know I'm just using my imagination but yeah so um 
yeah since then I've been doing it that way but yeah no I'm the kind I'm the kind of person who just run with an idea and sometimes it sucks because I'll get stuck and have to figure out how I'm going to get my way out of it but I love the challenge so okay I just keep doing it that way at this point (laughs) I have like a notebook or or a note in my phone where like you know when I'm like sitting on the toilet I might think of like one song lyric one, one song lyric just like a line that I just think is really cool and I just like, yeah. I, I have a note like full of like hundreds of just random lines that I at some point thought were really cool. I go back later and go, well, what was I talking yeah. about here? Like, what was I thinking? Uh, but does that kind of like happen to you? Like as you're writing, like you step away, you go do something else. And then all of a sudden you get like this burst of inspiration or like, oh, this has to happen, you know? And then Definitely. what do you do? I do. I usually do jot it on my phone. Like my phone is full of notes. Like I'll put like, um, like, I think I wrote one yesterday. I was like, thriller idea. The woman goes into the blah, 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 blah. And then I'll write like a line that popped into my head or something like that. Um, but I am working on like a romance right now. And there was this like part where he was like sort of talking in my head. And I was like, ooh, this will be good in the book. And I'm like typing it on my phone. Like, let me write it down quick before I forget. So yeah, I have moments like that all the time. Like I could be in the middle of playing with my kids and I'm like, oh. and they're like, what? Like, I'm like, oh, nothing. I just got to write a note real quick. <laughs> You're too young for me to tell you about my idea, but it's a good one. Does the writing actually trickle uh, over to your kids? Like, are they interested in seeing what and like seeing you writing? And then also like, you know, like my mom's a singer, so I'm a singer, you know. Uh, uh, So do they show interest in what you're doing? They do. Yeah. My, actually my four year, five year old, he's actually coming for, he was just in the living room. Like he put on his little fake glasses and he got like this little toy laptop and he has like his little like notebook <laughs> on the side. And he was like, I have an interview at 12. I'm like, why are you copying me? So it's like, I think they do. They, like right now he's kind of like, whatever, he's just copying me. But my oldest son, he does say he wants to like write a children's book one day um like kind of like a mystery like uh what's that chick's name the little girl who solves mysteries whatever she, her name nancy is. drew yeah 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 that that i'm like what's her name yeah so he wants to like write something like that but just more i guess quirky and you know like silly um so yeah i think so i think that my writing does kind of have an effect on them as far as like and reading I get them to read a lot like I'm very I'm one of those like you have to read a chapter today like because I don't want them to grow up hating reading like I let them pick their books at the barns like the bookstore like hopefully they'll enjoy it as they grow for sure I think reading is such a good yeah because no matter what they end up reading they might be into business books yeah. or into books about birds I mean who cares yeah. what you're reading I but- know there's so much knowledge out there if you like to read and so much fun and, and fantasy. Uh, my daughter will come into my little podcasting closet and she's like, mom, she'll shut the curtain and be like, I'm, I have a pod, I'm podcasting. I can't talk to you right now. And I'm like, okay, sweetheart. Oh, you, do, you do you, Bill. You yeah, do a podcast. The other day she said to me, she said, well, I'm going to put this in my book that I write one day. And I was like, I love it. It's a great idea. You should definitely go for it, baby. You know what, though? There's like so, there's like such validity in like your uh, Kira putting her in front of the microphone and letting her talk about something. And I guarantee you, because I've seen this in real life, if you were to play whatever she talks about to another kid, they'll be right there with you her. Love it. 
they will love it person. and they will be you'll be like i don't understand how this is co- either coherent how, <laughs> how it's entertaining how it's whatever and it doesn't matter other kids will be like oh yeah yeah i see what, you, I see what you're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> like, care so funny care so funny <laughs> i've thought about doing like a kid's uh a kid's like her and me doing a podcast because i have like rear like I, I take pictures of my kids and put them on the internet but like mostly it's for my friends and family but i don't want to like it feels very exploitative to me to make a like a channel or a instagram or whatever that's solely about your children mm-hmm. where they like have to pose and they have to dress up and they have to do all this stuff because then it's like becomes a little bit more like work. I think some people fit it seamlessly into their regular life. And then I think some people like become a little stage mommy about it. Um, And I definitely wouldn't want that, but I'm like a podcast wouldn't be bad because it's just, you know, we're just talking and it's not as, I don't know. It's not as much about yeah. like how cute you look in this cute dress yeah. or, or whatnot. Ooh, I could think a kid's podcast would actually be fun on like road trips or like, just driving with the kids in the car and like listen to what this kid says like like important yeah. topics that parents always have with their kids i think that would be really cool actually you should do that i think that would be cute i would listen to it i think it'd be cool. okay. <laughs> well my my new number one fan is <laughs> shanoa and her children <laughs> yes tell the folks like when is is your newest book that you're thinking about writing is that going to be a 2023 release then um, most likely because I want it to be, I think it's going to be a series. Um, and for me, like I like to finish the majority, at least two books of a series before I like publish. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm going to self publish it or if I'm going to sell the rights to it. I'm not sure yet for this one, but, um, I mean, either way it's going to be published, but I think 2023, it'll, is probably where I'm aiming for probably around fall of 2023 though are you interested in like submitting for more traditionally published series or books or do you like having more of like the timeline and control and whatnot um I don't know so right now like I like how slow it is to be with a publisher because they literally move so slow like I'm so used to moving so quickly within the self-published world and just doing everything like that like always being busy, always answering emails or behind on emails. <laughs> like it's just, I'm all over the place when I'm self-published, but it's a little bit slower being with the publisher. So um, I did sign a new contract with my current publisher for two more thrillers. Um, don't know what they're going to be about yet, but <laughs> let's hope they're good. <laughs> um, but um, I know my agent was thinking of going out to submit some romance too. So We'll see about that. I'm not sure. It just depends on like what's offered and if I think it's worth my time, basically. <laughs> I always laugh when I see like people who are traditionally published and indie published because like you could tell the traditionally published like editing process takes too long. So they'll publish like one traditionally published book a year, but they'll do like two or three indie books a year too. Cause they're like, I can't just sit here and wait for you. Like I got to write more books. It it is very like, if I had more time, I think I'll have more time. Like I said, in the fall, like as school starts this year with everything kind of falling into place now I have a little bit more time but yeah before like the last especially during COVID and stuff I just did not have the time to like just pump out books self-published yes. yeah well especially when your kids are at home you're like uh, well I really do gotta find like a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a 
a last question for you here, um, because I I see on your Instagram, I you in a what I assume is your hubby. Yeah. Um, first of all, so cute. <laughs> you guys are so cute. And there's like um, I saw some photos where you guys are dressed up, like oh, and you yeah. have, like the glasses and stuff. And I I it almost looks like you're you're in the characters of one of your like stories or like you know um, which I think is just. I just love it. I think it's rad. I think it's awesome that he's like this playful with you as well. Um, and so I, we always like to end with like, you know, when you write romance, like what do you think is like the key to like a, a lasting relationship, a cool relationship, some, a relationship you want to continue to be in? I think it's just a matter of communication and consistency and honesty and no, I'm sorry. Um, no, I think those are the top three for me. And just being willing to compromise, I would say, but more so on his end, because like, I don't compromise. I'm just kidding. I compromise when I want to, <laughs> but now he's just, he's one of those people who just has accepted me for who I am. And so we kind of just like, he works around, he's so used to working around me and my schedule and how I do things that it just kind of flows for us at this point. But I don't know. I think that just not taking the relationship too seriously, I think is one of the main things too, because I mean, you should take your relationship seriously. Don't get me wrong. Like you should, you know, be dedicated to your partner. I think you should be loyal. Like if you're going to spend the rest of your time with them, then yes. But we're like, I like to see our marriage as more of like a partnership and a friendship than anything else. So like I can literally call him right now and be like, guess what this girl said on this podcast? Yeah, she loves my books. Like, I can literally just call him and say that. And he'd be like, oh, Peru? I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, we just kind of, like, have, like, the, I think friendship is, like, the bottom line um, for us. Like, and then it's everything else on top of that, yeah. That response is so real. Oh, for real? Because I was like, yeah. that is a response. I heard it's called for real? <laughs> yeah, he does. He says that. Oh, for real? <laughs> Oh Oh my gosh. Well, Shadora, this has been a delight. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You guys, I will drop some links to Shadora's website and books and uh, her candles and stuff in the description of wherever you happen to be listening to this and on our website also. And dear listeners, until next time, may your books be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Bye for now, kids. (laughs) Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.